Hey now, hey now, hey now, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new edition of Over the Line. Excited you're here as we have an exciting show for you. We always do, don't we? Isn't the show always so exciting? I know you think it is. I do too. Man, is there some heavy groundbreaking stuff? Can I tell you in this day and age, this this is what this is the problem I deal with. All right. So we talked about we feel like the podcast is hitting heading in the right direction. Okay. That's settled. But m- the battle I have to deal with on a regular basis is I come up with what I want to talk to you about on a nightly basis, right? I cram it all together, sometimes on short notice, sometimes I have all day to think about it. But by the time I sit down and get ready to bring you guys a new podcast, something else earth-shattering happens that I really could do an entire one-hour podcast on. But then I had to push it back a day, and by the time I get to that next day, it's like a bunch of other stuff's happening, and it's just impossible to keep up with. So uh, I'm going to try to blend all that together, if at all possible, a uh, big day today as President Joe Biden went and met with Vladimir Putin. That's right. Vladimir Putin and Joe Biden on the same stage together, kind of. We'll get into that in a moment. First, let me remind you about Patreon. If you want to be a Patreoni, this is the way to do it. Exclusive content. New content went up just moments ago from behind the scenes, putting together the studio, all kinds of stuff. You can be a member of Patreon for as low as $10 a month. Whatever you want to donate to the show, because that's all it is. It's a donation. You just happen to get exclusive content for free. You can do that right there at patreon.com slash Andrew McLean, who the link for that is in the description of this show. So go check it out. Also, my boys at Vapor Forge out on 280, always taking care of you. Go over there. Let them love on you with a great selection and great prices and friendly customer service. 4673 Highway 280 East in Birmingham, 205 874 9010, that is right next to Bailey Brothers, and everybody knows where Bailey Brothers is at if you've lived in Birmingham for any amount of time. So, today, Vlad, the big deal, Uncle Vlad, the real deal, if you will, and crusty old creepy Uncle Joe Biden met on the world stage today. And by the way, I don't know if anybody noticed. I think I've got a picture of this. Let me pull this up real fast. Uh, When they did have their first interaction, when they were both sitting there together, um, I couldn't help but notice Vladimir Putin is sitting there, full-blown, man-spreading, while Joe Biden has his legs crossed like a proper woman. You see that? This... Looks like leadership. This looks like confusion and somebody that's trying to hide his man parts. That's what I took from that picture. And that's what it is. There's nothing more. 
Speaking of uh, being less than a man, let me let me dive into this real quick because I don't want to do a whole show on it, but I, I need to bring up the fact that there is some serious corruption going on within the Biden family and the Biden administration, in particular with Hunter Biden, which is just one facet of the corruption, but it's some pretty deep corruption. First off, and I think we talked about this, his text messages where he drops the N-word several times and uses very derogatory racist language. If you're watching the video and you're looking at this text message, you can pause the video and um, read it yourself. I'm not going to read it, but it's pretty bad. Um, Him talking with his attorney. That was a few days ago. That was one thing that would have sank anybody else, especially the Trump kids. Could you imagine that kind of stuff coming out in the Trump kids being uh, the ones dropping the N-word in secret text messages? But that's not all. Apparently, Hunter Biden has found a new way to make a living. That's right. He has decided he is an artist and he is going to paint things and then turn around and sell them. But not just any art. What is being dubbed blow art, he is making paintings with a straw. You heard that right. Hunter Biden is making blow art with possibly the same straw he uses to snort blow. And he is, in fact, selling it for up to a half a million dollars. Now, when reached for comment to Hunter Biden and his representatives as to who's exactly buying this art and how much are they paying for it, uh, Hunter Biden's representative says, that's secret. We're not letting you know. We're not making that public. We can't do that. It's a business. It's a private business. Now, think about that. Hunter Biden is able to sell crappy art that he made with a straw for half a million dollars to people that we're not allowed to know about? So what's going to stop a Russian oligarch from giving Hunter Biden half a million dollars for one of his crappy paintings in exchange for access to the President of the United States? For access or for a foreign policy being changed? On their behalf. All they got to do is pay a tremendous amount of money. Allow Hunter Biden to mail one of his cracked out artistic paintings. And then they got some pull within the White House. And the media doesn't say a peep. Imagine Don Jr. Making sculptures. And selling them. To, 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 to people within governments, our adversaries. And then him saying, well, yeah, we're not, it's not a big deal. It's all fair. You know, it's just business. There's no shady stuff going on. You think the media would have allowed that to slide? No, no way. The corruption runs deep in the Biden family. There's a whole long list detailing the history of the Biden family. But it's still full steam ahead. And it ain't going to stop anytime soon. So that's what Hunter Biden's doing. That's not really what I wanted to talk about. But I needed to point that out before 
I missed uh, the opportunity. Now, Vladimir Putin and Joe Biden today on the world stage. It was absolutely fascinating to watch. And, and, and I, I said the same thing when Trump was meeting with the world leaders, especially Putin and uh, Kim Jong-un, which I think was one of the most fascinating things in politics that we've seen in a long time to date. Vladimir Putin got up on stage, gave a little bit of a speech, and took questions for almost an hour. Okay? An hour. Question after question after question, and he answered them all. That is more access the media has been given to a president than Joe Biden we got more access to Vladimir Putin than we have our own president in one meeting. Joe Biden got up, took questions from a pre-prepared list of people, and it lasted approximately 20, 25 minutes. And then Joe Biden was out. The first part of that, before he started taking questions, he was reading off a teleprompter. Such brave, bold leadership coming from that man. And nobody questions it. Democrats have got it good. They've got it so good. Now, the media, especially when it comes to the media here in the U.S., decided they were going to really push Vladimir Putin on some of the issues. One of the reporters, I don't really know who she's with, but... She asked Vladimir Putin, hey, what about these people that are being poisoned, being killed? Uh, your political opponents, they're, they're coming up dead. What do you have to say about that? And this was that interaction. The list of your political opponents who are dead, imprisoned, or jailed is long. Alexei Navalny's organization calls for free and fair elections, an end to corruption. But Russia has outlawed that organization, calling it extremists. And you have now prevented anyone who supports him to run for office. So my question is, Mr. President, what are you so afraid of? America just recently had very severe events after well-known events after the, after the killing, killing of an African-American. And an entire movement developed known as Black Lives Matter. I'm not going to comment on that, but here's what I do want to say. What we saw was disorder, destruction, violations of the law, etc. We feel sympathy for the United States of America, but we don't want that to happen on our territory. And we're doing our utmost in order to not allow it to happen. And uh, some fears it has nothing to do with anything. Please. Now, do you see what Vladimir Putin just did? Do you see? He basically used the talking points that the Democrats have been using all along in painting America as a bad place, as a racist, systematically racist country. And he didn't have to do anything except for repeat what the Democrats are saying. Do you see how dangerous this language is coming from the Democrats? It's not just infighting in the country. Our adversaries use that against us. 
They use it to not only attack us, but to promote themselves, promote their own country. The once great America is now a systematically racist country that is just killing black people at random for being black. And why wouldn't they say that? That's what we're saying. They're just repeating it. And Vladimir Putin is using that to say, y'all talk about our human rights abuses. Y'all talk about us violating this and that. He's, you said it yourself. Y'all are the one just mercilessly mercilessly killing black people for no good reason. Just killing them. Shooting and killing unarmed black people. They're using that against us. And he just did it on a world stage for everyone, I mean everyone to see. Sir, if all of your political opponents are dead, in prison, poisoned, doesn't that send a message that you do not want a fair political fight? As for who is killing whom or throwing whom in jail, people came to the U.S. Congress with political demands. 400 people. Over 400 people had criminal charges uh, placed on them. They uh, faced prison sentences of up to 20, maybe even 25 years. They're being called domestic terrorists. They're being accused of a number of other crimes. Uh, 70 of them were arrested right away after the events, and 30 of them are still under arrest. It's unclear on what grounds. And as for the, nobody from the official authorities has informed us about it. Some people, some people died, and uh, one of the people that died that was simply shot on the spot by the police, although they were not threatening the police with any weapons. In many countries, the same thing happens that happens in our country. I'd like to stress once more that we sympathize with what happened in the United States, but we have no desire to allow the same thing to happen in our country. You see it. You, you see exactly what he's doing. He's using that against us because of the Democrats' false narrative. What he basically said just then was, you guys are calling me out for going after my political opponents. You have no proof that I'm going after them. But you had a group of your own citizens show up at the Capitol with nothing but a list of political demands. And you even killed one of them, but you are throwing them in prison. So what we know about Russia, where they do imprison political opponents, where they do kill people, there's no question Vladimir Putin's a killer. He goes after his enemies. He makes them disappear. What he's saying to us is you guys don't have the moral authority because you're doing the exact same thing you're accusing me of doing. Your political opponents, you're throwing them in jail and you're killing them. They're unarmed. They're not threatening in any way. But you're shooting and killing them. So why should I listen to you 
when you are calling me out on my human rights abuses, when you're doing the exact same thing. That's what he's saying. He had a fascinating interview with uh, NBC a couple of nights before this meeting took place today. And he talked about that very subject. He basically said, I, I don't know why y'all continue to attack me with this stuff. But look at what happened in your country on January 6th. Look at the people that were thrown in jail still to this day. Not charged with anything. Political opponents of the current administration thrown in jail and one of them even killed. And I'm supposed to be the bad guy? That's what Vladimir Putin's saying. It's fascinating. Watch this right here. May I ask you, may just ask you a direct question. Did you order Alexei Navalny's assassination? Of course not. We don't have this kind of habit of assassinating anybody. That's one. Number two is, I want to ask you, did you order the assassination of the woman who walked into the Congress and who was shot and killed by a policeman? Do you know that 450 individuals were arrested after entering the Congress, and they didn't go there to steal a laptop? They came with political demands. 450 people have been detained. Can I ask you, can I just ask you a direct question? Why, why would anybody take Joe Biden seriously? Why would any world leader take any of us seriously when we accuse them and tell them they have to stop doing the same things that we're doing? Because that's what's happening in this country. And Vladimir Putin, he finds it amusing. There's no doubt. But he's letting you know there's no reason for me to listen to you guys is you're doing the exact same thing. Here's more of that same exact interview. And they came to the Congress with political demands. Isn't that persecution for political opinions? Some have been accused of plotting to take over government power. Some are accused of robbery. They didn't go there to rob. The people, the individuals whom you mentioned, yes, they were convicted for violating their status of individuals who had been previously convicted and given suspended sentences twice. What are you, what are you saying to that? Well, what, he, he's right. Again, Vladimir Putin is an evil guy. He's a stone-cold killer, former KGB agent. But he's exactly right. He made our president look like a fool today. Our president made himself look like a fool. And, and listen, it brings me no joy to be giving you this analysis. No joy whatsoever. Never do I want to be able to say our president was smacked around, pimp slapped, and hogtied on the world stage by an adversary. But that's exactly what happened. Before we even started, Russia hacks our meat plants, our pipelines, disrupts our way of life. And immediately after that, Joe Biden gives them approval to build a pipeline to go to Germany so they can then make millions and billions of dollars. 
They're not going to use that money to, to end world hunger or promote world peace or even go help your goofy climate change stuff. They're going to use that to continue to destabilize the region and promote terrorism across the Middle East. That's what they do. And that's what Joe Biden has given the green light to after we're attacked. And when Joe Biden's asked about it, what does he say? Well, Putin told me that, that they didn't had nothing to do with it, and I believe him. The double standard. You believe him just because he said he had nothing to do with it? Nothing happens in Russia without the approval of Vladimir Putin. Nothing. Well, he says he's going to he's gonna go after the, the hackers and we're going to see what happens. Vladimir Putin goes on to, to give a list of the, the countries that harbor the most cyber hackers. And he's like, well, the U.S. is at the top of this list. And then there's several other countries, and Russia's down here near the bottom. These leaders smell weakness from a mile away. When Joe Biden announced that he would not get on the stage with Vladimir Putin and do a joint press conference, they smelled the fear. They knew at that point they had won. Because nobody looked at that situation and said, oh, Vladimir Putin was scared, so he backed out. Everybody knew it was because Joe Biden would look like a bumbling idiot in front of the entire world with Vladimir Putin. Imagine the imagery of Joe Biden with that blank stare, look of confusion, while Vladimir Putin just stands over to the side and looks at him. Probably lets out a little chuckle. Imagine that imagery being played over and over on the two or three news station that would actually play it. You can guarantee RT Russia Today would play it. North Korean State TV would play it. Everybody else would play it. Not the media in this country, though. He made him look like a fool. And Joe Biden was obviously flustered at the end of this thing. As he was leaving, as he answered some questions, which he got a little sideways on some of those questions already, reporters were shouting questions at him. And I think it was Caitlin Collins from CNN, maybe, threw another question out there. And Biden immediately, I mean immediately, gets a bit out of shape. Watch this. Why are you so confident he'll change his behavior, Mr. President? I said, what I said was, let's get it straight. I said, what will change their behavior is that the rest of the world reacts to them and it diminishes their standing in the world. I'm not confident of anything. I'm just stating the fact. But given his past behavior has not changed, and in that press conference after sitting down with you for several hours, he denied any involvement in cyber attacks, he downplayed human rights abuses, he even refused to say Alexei Navalny's name. So how does that account to a constructive meeting as President, President Putin? Right? You don't understand that. You're in the wrong business. Is the summit with China? Yeah. 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 Ye
He said, if you don't understand that, you're in the wrong business. The the first thing he said, what do you what do you do? What do you do all day? And starts wagging his finger in front of that reporter. Caitlin Collins, I, I believe, also is from the state of Alabama, but she's a big time libtard, just like the rest of them. Joe Biden, visibly frustrated at the end of that meeting, snapping at the reporters that are his peasants, that are his servants. They do his bidding, and he still snaps at them for asking an average question of what do you think is going to make Vladimir Putin do the things you want him to do, which is change his behavior. Joe Biden's answer, by the way, not to be outdone, was he cares about what the rest of the world thinks of him. And he doesn't want to be viewed in a bad light. So he's going to do the right thing. (laughs) Vladimir Putin's going to do the right thing because he cares what everybody else thinks about him. Has there ever been a worse assessment of the president of Russia than, well, he wants to keep his social status up. He He wants to be a likable guy. There's nobody that could care less about being a likable guy than Vladimir Putin. He's viewed across the world as a stone-cold killer, and he knows it. That's why he kind of laughs when people bring it up. He's like, well, it's just politics, whatever. But Joe Biden seems to think social status is everything. The only person in this equation that cares about what other people think is Joe Biden. Look at what he did in Cornwall, meeting with the EU. Look at what uh, French President Macron said. He said, it's so good to have the U.S. president back in the club. And what is the club? The club is establishment globalist leaders. They're glad to have one of the good old boys back. That entire tour, meeting with the G7 leaders, was about social status. That's all Joe Biden cares about. He doesn't care about America. If he cared about America, he'd quit shutting down pipelines. He would quit shutting down timber operations in Alaska and giving those jobs to other countries. He would quit giving menaces across the the globe and terrorists the green light to do what they do best. And that's cause chaos. Now, outside of all that, outside of Biden's frustration, making himself and this country look like fools, and Vladimir Putin capitalizing on that, he's bringing up January 6th. We are finding out... As he noted, 450-some-odd people were arrested or interrogated in some way. 70 people still in jail because of the January 6th riots. He's like, but nobody's telling us what they're being charged with. Now, the Democrats and the media will have you think that they're being charged with something called insurrection or treason. And they're going to march them off to the guillotine and the firing squad. 
what Vladimir Putin was trying to say is, I know what's going on. It's obvious. And you want to know what that is? In case you don't know, we're finding out that this was a larger setup. January 6th was not 100% organic. And you can go back and watch old Over the Line episodes and see where I talked about this very thing. I didn't get it completely right, but I knew something was off. Something was off about Trump supporters who have been peaceful all this time, gearing up and headed towards the Capitol and busting out windows. Something was off. We're finding out that there are a select few people within the January 6th riots that are not being arrested or charged. Now, as we watch the FBI and the DOJ go across the entire landscape, go across the entire land looking for anybody and everybody that was involved with that so they could charge them or put them in jail pending charges that they've got to come up with, the small group of people that haven't been charged has people scratching their heads. As more information comes out, it's starting to lean towards these people are informants for the FBI. Now, there's a clip of Christopher Wray, soon after January 6th, speaking in front of Congress, and he was asked, about what they were going to do to prevent things like this from happening again. Do they have plans in place? And he's like, we've got informants all over the place. We've got people in place that give us a heads up on this stuff, and we know about a lot of this stuff before it happens. We don't get caught off guard. What we are seeing are some of the people that were in the Capitol encouraging people to break in, to do damage to the halls of Congress, and to cause this chaos, were connected with the FBI. That the people that lit the spark to light this fire were there on behalf of the FBI. It makes sense. Because what did the left need to finally get rid of Donald Trump to stop all this challenging of the election to silence Trump on social media when was that turning point it was January 6th it gave them the ultimate excuse to ditch Trump from anything and everything claiming he incited a riot What would the irony be there? That it wasn't Trump that incited a riot. It was our own DOJ. It was our own FBI that incited that riot. What a twist of irony that would be. And watch it come out. We're going to make sure and get you guys all the information you need. If it comes out, more and more information... About that being the case, you guys will know. We will bring that information to you, even though the social media platforms, the Facebooks, the YouTube, and everything else, they're not going to want us to talk about it. They may take our content down. 
But we're going to tell you one way or another. Because that would be the single biggest scandal in American history by far. A government committing an insurrection against themselves to finally silence their political opponents. This is why Vladimir Putin was laughing today. He knows what this government is doing and knows that we have no moral authority to tell him to cut it out. That's it for this edition of Over the Line. Thank y'all for hanging out. Make sure you like, comment, share, 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 share this show. We'll be back with a brand new episode. Got some exciting stuff coming up this weekend for you as well. You do not want to miss that. Until next time, see you, Cole.